hand on your heart this morning. Just put your hand over your heart this morning. Ask the Lord just to do something in you. Just give yourself to Him this morning. Just give yourself to His Word this morning. You know, He has to have permission. You know, God's a, a gentleman God. He won't do it with without your permission. Just give Him permission to speak to you this morning. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank You for the Word as it comes forth that this has been ground that's been prepared this morning and we just receive that word today in Jesus name and everybody say I receive amen turn to three four people around you give them a high five tell them God bless you we're glad you're here this morning I'm going to step right into my message here this morning really quick Mike if you'll put up that one slide thank you praise and worship team you guys are awesome Hey, let's give the Lord some praise for the worship team this morning. You know, you guys just, um, you guys just never, never realize how blessed we are. Amen. And how the spirit of the Lord begins to move and shape and change us and hold us. And Pastor Shelly, Pastor Shelly sends her love to you guys. She is, um. In Oklahoma City, we have a little grandson and, and our daughter, Rachel. Um, Shelly accompanied her because her husband, Luis, wasn't able to go. And um, Josiah's playing a little bit of soccer down there. And, you know, I, I brag on, on I brag on you guys, too. I want you to know that. I brag on you guys, but I also brag on my grandson. But they're, God, God has blessed them. He's been dealing with a physical injury um, in his leg. And um, unfortunately, when you're a young boy and you're like, man, I don't want to be held back by injuries, you want to have fun, don't you? Amen. I want to talk with you this morning. Uh, Turn to your neighbor and say good morning. Tell your neighbor good morning. I'm just going to try to use this electronic device this morning, and I am so prepared this morning. I woke up this morning just ready for God just to to be able to move, and, and I've been praying for you guys this morning. I I want to I wanna just sow something in your life this morning. You guys are ready to receive the word this morning? Amen. Come on. Are you ready to receive the word this morning? You know, this is a, this is a picture. We, um, we recently went to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. And this is an actual picture. You know how sometimes people use the photos and they got it off the Internet or something like that? This, we didn't get this off the Internet. Shelly took this picture. And these are the waves, say the waves. These are the waves, and this is the Atlantic Beach. And if many of you know a little bit about waves, you know there's a high tide and there's a low tide. And the high tide will come in, and then it'll move back out 10, 12, 14 hours later, and then it'll, then it'll be there for a while, and then the high tide will come back in, and there's an ebb and flow of the wave. You know, these waves are created by God. Say created by God. These waves are created by God. And as they're created by God, it's just an amazing, beautiful thing to see. Shelly really enjoys just sitting there and looking at the waves. I'm, I'm pretty good for that for a little while, and then I want to go do something. But she really enjoys this. To her, it refreshes her. And I began to start thinking about the waves and 
I thought about how the waves come in, and when they come in, they're usually stronger. They're bigger. Uh, This is the Atlantic Ocean. We were recently, this past year, at the Pacific Ocean, and we got there, and the waves were even larger. And we were able to see there was like at one time there was 14 surfers out there, you know. I got any people that surf at all in here? (laughs) Anybody that wants to surf? Maybe you do. Okay, wait a minute. Let me rephrase that. I got any people that surf like the Internet? And we we got some surfers there? Okay, good. Good. So um, we watched them surf, and we watched them catch these different waves. And the sound that the waves make is can be soothing. I began to start thinking about, and I was listening to a, a message that began to start stirring this within me about the waves in our lives. Now, these waves are caused by God, but how many of you know you can cause your own waves? I got a swimming pool, and I can go jump when the kids aren't expecting it, or Shelly's on the raft, and I'll jump off the diving board and do a can opener, cannonball, and... Big waves, right? And then, or the boys and I will get together and we'll just rock the pool. Anybody ever rock the pool? Yeah, we rock the pool. It's just like, poosh, poosh. The water's coming up and it's going over the edges and everything else. How many of you know those of you that are in the raft, you're not really appreciating that, right? You're, you're kind of, you know, lounging. You're taking it easy. You don't want to fall off the little, uh, little raft, and, but you rock the pool. I began to start thinking today, and I, I wanted to give you some some ways that we can make waves in our lives. And if we're going to step into this new era and be in this new place, then there are some things you've got to look at, and you may not realize the waves that you're creating. So I want to give you today, those of you that are taking some notes, five ways we create our own storms. Five ways we create our own storms. And I want to really quick get into this. Number one is the word. Mike, if you, there we go. It's words. Anybody ever created a storm by your word? All of a sudden you say something and it catches on fire and she said this and he said that and all of a sudden you're like, whoa, my words have just gotten out of control and it's on fire and I don't know what to do. Have you ever gotten angry and created waves with your words? You've said some things that you've said, you know what, I probably need to be able to go back and fix that and sometime it may take weeks, sometimes months, or maybe even years to fix the waves you've created with your words. There can be doubt and unbelief because of our words, just like what you speak and how you talk and the things that you can say, you can begin to look and see that there may be doubt and unbelief in a situation. We frame our day with our words. We get up in the morning and if you're I know some of you are not morning people, and it's like, oh, if I got to get out of bed today, and all of a sudden we're framing our day with our words. God created our words, and words have creative ability, created the heavens and the earth. And sometimes we get into choppy conditions. We, you know, waves are moving, and they're 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 difficult, and and our words don't really help. In fact. You kind of like the cannonball that just jumped off the pool and, and uh, you may say something that you realize that maybe I shouldn't have said with my words. Some of you may get up in the morning and say, man, I got to have coffee. I can't do anything without coffee. Really? Some of you may go, I'm a morning person. I'm not a morning person and I want to wait and get up till 10. Really? So our words can create some things and I, I want to talk a little bit about that. If we're going to look at 
how our storms are that are in our life, and we may realize that you may be creating your own storms. You may be creating your own waves. Some of you might use the, the terminology, you know, you just worry me to death. I'm just worried to death. Maybe we shouldn't say that because there's creative power in our words. How about you ever heard, I'm running around like a chicken with my head cut off. <laughs> really? I mean, that's a visual. I'm going to the post office, you know, I got no head. Anybody ever seen a chicken with its head cut off? Yeah, when we were in, we lived in upstate New York and, and, uh, and, and we moved to North Carolina. And in North Carolina, you know, we had, we had some animals and livestock and we cut that chicken off. And they do run. They do run after you cut that head off. It'll, it'll take off running. And I don't think you really want to be like a chicken with your head cut off. How about have you ever heard the saying, that blows my mind? It just blew my mind. Blew my mind. Really, all I could imagine was, if it really blew your mind, then that'd be the last time it blows your mind, right? So sometimes we we just say things we say. I often heard it said um, that if you can add the word, that's just the way I like it afterwards, or add the phrase, that's just the way I like it afterwards, then you can check your words. So that way you say, uh, it just blew my mind. And that's the way I like it. (laughs) You are driving me absolutely crazy. And that's the way I like it. Right? We can begin to start saying some things and our words can, can begin to create. And you guys have got your own phrases. You've got your own words that you say. And what happens is those words begin to create anxiety in you. Oh, I can't do anything without my coffee. I got to get my coffee. And I, I, I drink coffee, so I'm not coming against any coffee drinkers. Don't email me or anything like that. You're welcome to have coffee. But I want to get to that place where it's not about coffee. It's about being connected with the Lord that I begin to start not creating my own waves because I don't want to have a tsunami just because of my words. And a lot of times we deal with the tsunami of our own words, the waves of our own words. So the first one is words. Everybody say words. The second one is approach. Sometimes it's not what you're going through, but how you're going through it. Sometimes it's not what you're going through, but but how you're going through it. The way that we go through something. What is our approach? Some of us live with, with no margin of error. Are you with me? And if you're like I am, sometimes I just fill my schedule and fill my schedule and I go from one appointment to another appointment and I I don't leave, oh, come on, I don't leave on time and I'm late to my appointment, so that makes me late to the next appointment. So we don't leave any margin at all there. And when there's no margin, you know, like a page has margins on it, so, you know, you can write past the margin if you need to. If there's no margin there, then anxiety can come in. Do you know what I'm talking about? And all of a sudden, you know, we get anxious on some things. And we live that way, and we also are nervous. And, and the truth is, it's really about your approach. Somebody one time told me they, they were like, you know, you were late to a meeting. And I was like, yeah, I was late. They said, you need to plan better. Ouch, I had no margin. Are you with me? So I, I try to plan a little bit better. 
we can get nervous. We can be anxious about things in our life. We can be anxious because we spend too much money and we don't make enough. And anxiety can come in. There's no margin. It's your approach. We start each day frustrated and you, you get out in traffic and you're, you're running a few minutes late. And because you're running a few minutes late, the light turns red. And then when the light turns red, the person's car in front of you broke down. And now all of a sudden you got to push it out of the intersection and there's no margin. And anxiety begins to set in. And then you get to work. And when you get to work, you're upset and you're stressed. And when you're at work and, and you're thinking, man, it's my job, it's my job, it's my job. And I just don't like my job. No, it's not about you liking your job. It's about the stress and anxiety that you went through to get you to that point. Come on, somebody. That all of a sudden you're like, you know, wait a minute. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't like my job because, because there's so much pressure. No, it started long before that. You never adjust your time. You never get up earlier. <laughs> Hello. And insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. So if I'm late to work and I'm late to work and I'm late to work, maybe I need to get up 15 minutes earlier. Ooh. Because that gives us the opportunity to settle ourselves and not create so much waves we always say, you know, our job is so stressful, but maybe what is taking place leading up to it? And we're, we're church people. We go to church, and guess what happens? You get so stressed in the morning going to church. Except for not this morning, because you got to have an extra hour, amen? <laughs> you got an extra hour, so you got to sleep in a little bit different, a little bit better, and, it, and you're not so stressed, and you're nice and relaxed, and now you can begin to receive because it's all about approach. Say approach. What about some of you students? I was thinking about you guys and, and, and how you go to school or go to college. And all of a sudden, you're, you know, you've got an assignment and it's due tomorrow. And you're stressed and it's your approach. It's, you know that the assignment was given three weeks ago. And you're just now getting to it today. Because it's due tomorrow and it's due tomorrow. And I don't like that teacher. That teacher's a mean teacher. It's not the mean teacher. It's your approach. It's your procrastination that you are procrastinating. If I could just get some parents to give me an amen here that you waited to the last moment to be able to get the assignment done. It's about approach. Say approach. Now, I know you kids, that would have never happened with you. You get the assignment, you know, three weeks ago. Two and a half weeks, you're done with it. You know, you've already turned it back in. But doesn't it create anxiety? Waiting to the last minute or expecting. It's kind of like, you know, I got to get groceries. I got to get groceries. I got to get groceries. Uh-oh, ladies. I got to get groceries and I put it off and there's no food in the refrigerator. There's none in the cupboard. I got to go get groceries. And then all of a sudden, I'm going to go. I'm going to go now. <gasps> I needed to go to a certain store and that store. Oh, what happens to you? You get anxious. And then you're like, well, i got to go drive somewhere else to, to find the product. Or and we just go without it for an extra day. It's about approach. It's your approach. Approaches create, your approach creates a wave. A wave in your life. The third thing, the third thing that I want to share with you is about voices. Wrong voices can cause needless and unwanted anxiety to be on your life wrong voices what voices are you 
are you listening to? Can't they? Can't they? The voices that you listen to, can't they create some anxiety in your life? Well, you know, they got 24-hour 7 news channel. I mean, they got news on there, news on there, and you're hearing stuff about countries that you can't even pronounce their names. What's going on in that country? And there's somebody's getting killed or murdered or whatever it might be, and all of a sudden it seems to be so negative. You just go through the headlines. Look through the headlines, and you can read the headlines, and it creates fear. And it's happening halfway around the world, and that fear and anxiety can be on your life. It's real. Isn't it real? Does anybody know what I'm talking about? So you begin to look at that, and you begin to hear those voices. And you begin to listen and believe what you hear. What about those commercials? Anybody know about those commercials where you're not paying attention, watching television? I'm sure all you guys pay attention as you watch, but there's some times where I'm not. It's like in neutral, and there's this commercial that comes on, and it's you're not sure what it's actually promoting, but the end of it, they've got this couple people and flowers and a garden, and it says, if you are pregnant or going to be pregnant or thinking about being pregnant or have a liver, kidney, or, you know what I mean? It's like, don't take this product if you're going to be, you know, and it goes on and on, and, and I'm going... By the time they get done with the product, I'm going, whatever product that is, I don't even know if I want to take it because it's going to cause an irritable rash. It's going to cause my hair to fall out or it's going to cause all these things. You know what I'm talking about? And it's like, you know what I mean? But they cover it up with the beautiful scenery. But yet that voice comes in and that voice can begin to create waves in your life. Those voices, we hear those voices. Waves are created in our lives as we listen to them. Sometimes we can get to the point where we're just depressed. I'm depressed, I'm depressed, and I'm going to watch a show that's depressing. And then I get more depressed, and then I hang out with my depressed friends, and we're all depressed, right? And there's people who are hanging, and we're depressed, and it's depressed, and we're understanding, well, life is so bad. You're making so many waves because of your depression. Hello? The other thing, the next one I want to give you, not only your words and your approach and your voices, but is expectations. Expectations. Wow. This one is a big one. They're all pretty big. The expectations can create, your expectations can create waves in your life. You can create the winds to blow. You can create turmoil. See, sometimes we... We go out in life and the anxiety and the results of our expectations are created in our lives because we're not willing to manage that. Or we have what we call unmet or unrealistic expectations. Oh, I saw Kelly the other day and I thought I'd go up to her and ask her, said, Sister Kelly, I need, I need you to pray for me. I can't make my electric bill. And my expectation is that once she prays for me, that she's going to say, how much is that bill? Let me just take care of that for you. Are you with me? And then she prays for me, and she says, in Jesus' name, amen, go and be blessed. And my expectation, oh, come on, somebody. Do you know my expectation can be one thing, and I didn't get that expectation met, and now all of a sudden I have anxiety in that situation because I had certain expectations. And the expectations didn't get met. How about when we get out of the, get out of bed in the morning? We have 
We have an expectation of this. I'm, I'm a believer. I'm a follower of Christ. And today's just going to be an awesome day. It's going to go smooth. And then all of a sudden I get out of bed and I receive a text that my car is on fire. Are you with me? All of a sudden anxiety sets in or something begins to happen. And I'm thinking, what happened to the smooth day I was going to have? I should have a smooth day. My expectations were one thing. And then there was trials and tribulations within my day. And I, I, didn't, I didn't expect that. I just didn't expect that. Really? Why didn't you? Because there are times and when you look at the word of God, you shouldn't be surprised. He said, when you get up, you got to put your armor on. Amen. He said, you got to be ready for battle every day. You don't get to take a day off. But our expectations are, you know what? It's just going to be an awesome day today. And then there's trouble today. There's challenges today. You get a flat tire or, you know, somebody that was supposed to do something didn't do what they were supposed to do. So you have to go do it or find somebody else to do it. Or something happened and you ran late uh, because of whatever reason. And now all of a sudden you were supposed to receive something and you didn't receive it. The UPS guy was supposed to show up and the thing didn't get shipped. And then all of a sudden your expectations are causing anxiety and stress in your life. It's creating waves. Say waves. Come on, say waves. It's creating waves. There's waves. What do you do when those waves are coming? And how do we operate with those waves that are coming? And what about the expectations that we have? You know, the Bible says to take up your shield, your sword, put on your helmet. Come on. And we've heard about, well, we get dressed for battle. Or, you know, we've also heard that when you get out of bed, that's on. Right? As a believer that you, you, you automatically have your armor on. Are you with me? I have the breastplate of righteousness, the shield of faith that quenches every fiery dart that the wicked, brings, the wicked one brings against me. But a lot of times we don't, we, our anxiety is there and we're thinking, you know, it's just going to be an easy day. That's life. It is life. It is life sometimes and the life issues that are there, but it's that anxiety that you allow that all of a sudden takes you to another level and there's more waves. In fact, there's times where in your life you might go, oh my gosh, guess what? It's high tide now. The waves are bigger than they were just a few hours ago and the waves are crashing in on the beach. I, I watched, we were walking on the beach and I watched those little fiddler crabs. Anybody know what I'm talking about? The little bitty crabs and they're... Callan, you'll like this. Those little crabs that were there, right near, they always seem to hang out near the edge of the water, right there where the water comes in and it recedes. And you can see them because the wave will come in, and then when it goes out, they pop up out of the sand and they head back towards the water. And then, they, and then they'll go right, they'll bury themselves right down in there. You can dig down in there and get them. They're great for fishing. If you want to use those for fishing, they're great to be able to do that with. So those crabs, it's like, but when a big wave comes, it's like they may start out, they start running down towards the water, and then a wave hits them, and guess where they end up? <laughs> they end up about six feet up this way, and there they are now. So they bury themselves in there and wait for the next wave to come to be able to get back into the water. Don't be surprised when there's some storms in your life. There are some times we need to expect some struggle. As believers, if you look in the word of God and you see the transformation, the metamorphosis, there is a struggle that, that takes for the metamorphosis to take place. 
when a chicken is born and comes out of the egg, there's a struggle. When a bird is born and comes out of the egg, there is a struggle. Are you with me? And sometimes we think there shouldn't be any struggle. It just should go that. But see, us as believers, as followers of Christ, we've got to know, hey, you know what? It's, It's a struggle, but guess what? Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Can I get an amen? I can, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You know, I got a flat tire, so fix it. I got to deal with an issue, then deal with it. Pick up the phone call. May, you know, talk to the person. Do whatever you need to do. Those struggles are going to be there. And there's some days where I'm just like, man, today was a bad day. But how many of you know you need to know, you need to have a bad day to know what a good day is? You wouldn't know what a good day was. You'd just be spoiled rotten. If you didn't have some struggles, and for us to say there, there shouldn't be any struggles, then maybe we're not looking at the Word of God. So there's a life, a life that has struggles, and there is difficulty. But guess what? You can get through it. Amen? Turn to your neighbor and say, he's talking about you now. You can get through it. You can get through it. Tell him, say, you can get through it. You're going to get through it. There's going to be a way. And number five, the fifth thing that I want to talk about, and this is one of the, I heard it put, master wave makers for our soul. A master wave maker for our soul. And it's called shame. 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 You walk around and you're anxious because there's shame in your life because you've done some things and you're just wondering when somebody else is going to figure it out or find out about it. Or maybe there's anxiety in your life when you, when you don't even realize that there's some things that you've done that God has forgiven you for and you haven't forgiven yourself. And there still can be that shame in your life. Shame is a, a master wave maker. Shame can cause the tsunamis. Shame can cause the, the large waves to come. It can cause you to be tormented about something that God has forgiven you already for. See, there's a difference between conviction and shame. Say conviction. There's a difference between being convicted and having shame. The conviction, it's a good thing. Conviction is a good thing. It shows what you have to fix in your life, but it also shows you that you have the power of God to be able to fix that that needs to be fixed in your life. Oh, come on. Somebody ought to be just praising the Lord for that one. Hallelujah. It shows that. That was that conviction. And where shame doesn't, shame shame tells you that, you know what? There's nothing that's ever going to change. It's because something you've done has fundamentally changed in your life and you begin to walk around and you're paranoid. That's what shame can do. It makes you feel helpless. Oh, come on, we have a whole world of society that is walking around in shame for things that they've done. Come on. And things that God has, you know, forgiven them for already. Hello? But yet that that, that thing, it holds them back. That wave is still there, and it's creating waves inside of them, and it makes them feel helpless. Shame also can make you feel... That you're not loved by even by people that love you. Shame can make you think that somebody's talking about you. You know, I heard recently about a little story that 
there was this woman and that she quit going to football games. You know why she quit going to football games? Because every time the teams huddled, she thought they were talking about her. How many of you know that's shame? Shame can make you think that you're being judged when people are really not judging you. Those are the waves in your life that can begin to create anxiety. See, shame can rock you. Shame is like like the cannonball coming off the diving board. Shame is high tide when the storms are kicking up and the waves seem to be bigger. Go with me to Mark chapter 4. I want to take a look at Jesus and the disciples woke Jesus up in the middle of a storm. Mark chapter 4, I want to look at verses 35, uh, probably through 41. Everybody there, if you've got an electronic device, you can use it. Mark chapter 4, verse 35. On that day when evening came, he said to them, let us go over to the other side. They noticed that. Let's go over to the other side. Leaving the crowd, they took him along with them in a boat just as he was and other boats were with him. And there arose a fierce gale of wind and the, everybody, what? Waves were breaking over the boat so much that the boat was already filling up. Jesus himself was in the stern, asleep on a cushion. And they woke him and said to him, Teacher, don't you care that we're perishing? And he got up and he rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Quiet, be still. And the wind died down and it became perfectly calm. And he said to them, Why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? They became very much afraid and he said to one and they said to one another, Who then is this? Even the wind and the sea obey him. They were afraid of the storm. But when they saw that Jesus had dominion and authority over the storm, they probably became fearful of Jesus. Come on, somebody. When you look at that and it was like, oh, my gosh, Lord. The disciples, I want to suggest something to you today. The storms in your life, the waves in your life create the anxiety in your life. Hey, the winds are going to blow. No, the winds are going to blow. It's going to blow. It's going to blow. I woke up this morning, and it was about 4 o'clock, and I could hear the wind blowing. And at my house, the wind was blowing. I could hear the leaves in the back. I got some wind chimes on the, on the, on the porch, and those chimes just go to chime in. I love them. But I also know that's when the wind is blowing. In your life, the winds are going to blow. I want you to know also in your life that there are going to be waves that are going to hit the beach and they're going to crash and they're going to make some sound. Come on. Just like they did here. But one of the things that we've got to do if we're going to enter into this new era and you step into this new era is you've got to don't be like the disciples. They were like, God, don't you even care? We're going to die and you're not here sleeping. Are you with me? Because what happens is when you realize that 
when Jesus is in the stern of the boat, maybe you need to go down and wake him up. Hello? Lord, don't you know? Now, you got to remember, Jesus was in the natural then. He was physically there. He's not physically here today. But he's spiritually inside each and every one of us, operating, are you with me? Through the Holy Spirit of God. So it's not about the physical, it's about the spiritual. And all of a sudden, we, we, we think, God, you, you didn't do this, and you should have done it. And you didn't do it, and... And all of a sudden we say, he didn't take any action. And I don't know, where's God in this situation? It would be like one of the disciples and we're going to die. We're going to die. We're going to perish. Or it's always going to be this way. And you start playing those things in your mind. And the waves continue to hit and they crash. And you play those things in your mind and, and you're like, you know what? I, 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 I lost my job. And you lost your job and then all of a sudden you're saying life is over. There's no reason to live or you've gone through a broken relationship and you're like, oh, no, there's no reason to live any longer. You play those things in your life and you're like, you know what? I'm 24 and this is the way it's going to be when I'm 29. And then this is the way it's going to be when I'm 49 and 69 and, and nobody likes me now. Nobody's going to like me then. And you just these waves continue to crash. Is this making sense to anybody this morning? So those waves are there and. And you begin to start do that, and, and all of a sudden you become so anxious. You, you become anxious. I want to tell you something. Are you listening? They did get to the other side. Come on, let's give the Lord some praise for that. They did get to the other side in the midst of that. So why? Why? Why doesn't God fix the chaos in this world? Why doesn't he fix those things? Why doesn't he fix the situations before they get so bad? See, we celebrate when somebody gets healed of cancer. But secretly, in our hearts and our minds, we're, we're wondering why did they have to get cancer in the first place? We celebrate when somebody's child comes back to a relationship with God. But then secretly, quietly in our own minds, we began to think, well, why did they go away to start with? We celebrate when somebody goes to heaven. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. We celebrate that, but then secretly we think, well, why the pain and the hurt and everything else that somebody's going through, why did they have to go through that? We get to that place where we say, don't you care? Don't you care, Lord? See, I believe that in the scripture that Jesus was upset when they came to him. Not because they woke him up. It was because they said, don't you care? And a lot of times we're like the disciples. Can I get you to play it? A lot of times we're like the disciples that We may not realize what the scripture says. Let's put up Philippians 4, 6, Mike, if you will. Philippians 4, 6 says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by what? Prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. Let your requests be known to God. Let your requests be known to God. It doesn't say, let your requests be known and put on social media. 
let your request be known and put on the sign out front. It, it doesn't say that, but it's saying, let your request be known to God. So I think we're supposed to ask for help. There's times in my life where I've gone through some difficult places and difficult times and had to deal with some difficult things. And I was like, oh, God, help me. Lord, help me. Lord, help me. There's times where I was like, Lord, help me. Help me not do something I shouldn't do. Help me operate in the principles of the word of God. Help me, Lord. And the disciples, we don't, I don't want you to be like the disciples. Don't you care, Lord? You know, you've got to know in this new era that he cares. He cares for you, period. Say this after me. He cares for me. Now turn to the person next to you and say, I'm his favorite. There you go. Now I'm I'm his favorite. He does care for you. We got to shift this thing in this new era. But you got to know that when the waves come, God still cares for you. You got to know when the winds blow that God still cares for you. See, the real waves that he's dealing with today are not the outside waves. They're not the external waves. They're the waves on the inside of your heart. They're the waves on the inside of your soul. There's the waves on the battle that takes place within and says, you know, because this wave is hit, then I'm doing something wrong. You may be just doing something right. Look what James 1.6 says about doubts. But he must ask in faith without any doubting. For the one who doubts is like waves of the sea. Driven and tossed by the wind. Driven and tossed by the wind. I believe God wants to calm your waves on the inside. I watch these athletes. I'm a sports fan. But I watch these athletes. Motocross racing. I mean, those guys are going back and forth, and they're banging, and they're banging, and there's just such, there's some of those guys are just like calm and cool. Hundreds of thousand dollars at stake, whether they make a shot or not, and they're just calm and cool. There's peace within them. Real waves are inside us. It's how we begin to handle those real waves. You're going to have waves in your life. There's going to be some big ones and there's going to be some little ones. There's going to be some natural ones and there's going to be some that you are going to actually cause and create yourself. How do we handle those? We handle them with our words. We handle it with the approach. We handle it with voices. What about those voices? What are you listening to? Expectations. What are we expecting and how are we going to deal with shame? See, when those things come, you've got to know that you've got to rise up. You've got to, I'm going to use this because of the scripture says they went and woke Jesus up. You've got to wake him up. You may need to wake up inside of you faith. Hello? There's faith inside of you. Somebody say faith. There's faith inside of you, and you've got to wake up inside of you that faith that's there. When the waves continue to come, you've got to wake up inside of you that faith that's there. Isn't it there? If you have faith, if you have faith as little as a mustard seed, you can begin to say to this mountain, or maybe you can begin to say to this wave, it's not going to control you. Come on. Say to that mountain, be thy 
cast into the sea. There's these waves in your life that's coming, that's taking place. There's these waves in your life. And you've got to say, quiet, be still. Quiet, be still. Say that. Quiet, be still. Quiet, be still. Jesus stood up and he said, quiet, be still. Quiet, be still. Quiet, be still. Quiet, be still. Be still. When those waves come on the inside of us, I mean, there's some... There's some negative imagery that comes when you start dealing with the what ifs. And we talked a little bit that on Wednesday night about what if. What if this? What if that? (laughs) You notice all the what ifs, none of them are ever good. What if your husband was late when he came home because why? Oh, you know, he was stepping out of work and when he went to leave work, the boss called him in and and gave him a, a raise and a brand new car and that he could have as a company car and gave him promotion. What if never goes there, does it? It's always what if this and what if that and what are those things that have happened there. Negative thoughts begin to come. Imagery begins to set in on the what ifs. You got to get up and wake up your faith. You got to call that faith out of the stern, come on, of the ship. And you got to begin to hold your hand and say, peace, be still. Calm, be still. Wave, be still. Anxieties, be still. Say that, be still. Wow. Wow, step into that a moment. That faith is there. See, there's times where you have faith for one thing, and then there's times where it's like, what about faith for the other? What is that? I'm going to call that faith out. I'm going to call that faith out. Can I have you guys move this podium this morning? You're going to have storms in your life. But I want us to take this biblical principle and realize that just like the waves are on the beach, they keep coming. Now, the flip side of this is each wave could be an opportunity. And you may miss an opportunity, Delbert, and guess what? Another wave comes in and there's another opportunity. But I think we need to deal with the waves on the inside of us. Are there some of you here today, I want to pray for you, I want to lay my hands on you. Some of you that really have a battle going on on the inside. If you'll just come on up here. Just come on up and let me just, I want to pray for you. Tatum, you want to grab the team and, and, and you guys can sing. Maybe God is good, that God is, God is good, God is great, God is. Just stand right here, come on right up here. I just want you guys to line up here, ushers, if you'll line them up, Richard. And I want to I just lay my hands on you. You know, there's some of you that probably aren't coming. But I want you to put your hand on your stomach here this morning. Thank you, Lord. Kelly, would you come with me, please? I want you to lay your hand on this, this lady's tummy right there. Let's just begin to pray right now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. The waves right now, the waves in her life. God, the anxiety that those waves have caused. She may have even caused those waves herself. God, we thank you, God, that you 
right now in the name of Jesus. You just bring peace. We speak to those waves and we say, peace, be still. It's a calming that's coming. And you can do that. All right? You know when that anxiety begins to rise up. You know when that thing begins to take place. You feel it coming on the inside. Tell them, I want you to see. I want you to. Don't be like one of those disciples. Say, Lord, where are you at? But you just be like the, the Lord of Lords and King of Kings. And you just call on that faith and that faith will be there.
Listen, the Lord spoke to me time and time again as I laid hands on people. We've caused, I've caused waves, okay? And the waves have caused destruction. God wants to change that and bring waves of opportunity, okay? He wants to change from waves of destruction to waves of of opportunity. A tsunami destroyed part of Japan because it was a wave of destruction. But he wants to release a wave of opportunity to, right now, today. Will, will, will you just stand? Will you stand to your feet? We just received this this morning. I don't know if you realize that, but the the words we talked about dealing with actually spelled out the word waves. Your words, your approach, your voices, expectations, and shame. We're going to enter into this new era. We're going to enter into this new time. We're going to enter into this new place. And those things we're not going to allow to create something within us, but good things. Amen? Opportunities. So just put your hands on your tummy. It's kind of on your spirit, on your... And we just declare that there will be waves of opportunity coming. In fact, there's some going to be opportunities that you're going to go, oh, I need to, no, no, do I need to do this? No, do I need to do that? And the disciples summoned Jesus out of the boat because they were concerned about destruction. The water was coming in the boat. And some of you got water coming in your boat. And, and you're just going to have to go wake Jesus up. And you're going to have to step out in faith. And you're going to have to know you're going to get to the other side. But there's opportunities that are coming. And every opportunity may not be one that you need to get. It's kind of like a surfer waiting to catch the right wave to take him to the shore. That there's going to be opportunity after opportunity. I declare over your life right now, not waves of destruction, but waves of opportunity. 
words that will bring opportunity. Approaches that will change to bring opportunity. Voices of opportunity from the Father. You're going to hear the voice of the Good Shepherd. You're going to hear the voice of Jesus. You're going to hear the voice. It may sound like you, but it's the Holy Spirit saying, this is what we need to do, and this is what we need to do, and this is what we don't need to do. And Good, good, good waves of, of voices. Waves of expectations that your expectations will be the expectation of the Word of God and not expectation of the Word of others. Wow expectation of the word of God and not expectation in the word of others. And waves to overcome any shame that may try to attach itself to your life. Father, we declare that there are waves of opportunities that are now being released in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Hey, thanks for, thanks for partnering with the Holy Spirit today. Let's give the Lord a mighty hand clap of praise this morning. We love you, we bless you, and we're going to dismiss. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, we want to pray for you. We always have prayer teams right over here by the New Era door. We've got prayer for you. If you need prayer today, let us pray for you. You you go, go forth in his power and his might. God bless you. Have a great afternoon in the Lord. God bless you.